Well, we had a feeling when we were recording last night that, you know, in less than 24 hours, really in less than 12 hours, we would be receiving the news about John Morant. It, the stars aligned. It was Friday. The Nuggets parade it was Thursday. And here we are. I'm joined by John Kraft, and Ty Smith will be uh, joining midway through. But Kraft, how you doing on this Friday? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not totally happy about the suspension, but we'll get into that in a minute. But I also want to give a quick plug to, I have a feeling that some of y'all might not listen to the Denny's podcast that came out um, to, to listen to this one, which I totally get. But I just want to plug, I thought we had some, you know, really great discussions about where the team is and certain players and even had a really, really fun jaw uh, back and forth. Um that I think that our, our regular listeners will really enjoy. So definitely go check that one out um, uh, after you listen to I think most people will go straight to this emergency pod. So, But definitely want to plug that one real quick. I think there was really only one comment made about not knowing the suspension because we, we recorded the Denny's last night. And yes, it is always one of the best episodes of the year. It is an evergreen episode that you can just go to at any time. So highly encourage it. Uh, and it'll give you some good nostalgia for the, for the the fun parts of last season and some of the challenging parts. But John, really, why we're gathered here for this emergency pond is our long national nightmare is over. It's been over a month since the second John Morant Instagram live dropped, and the NBA investigated investigation started. We've had some frustration with how the league office have, has handled the um, communication. Uh, or lack thereof, but we have the statement that was released this morning at 10 a.m., so I'm going to read it from the league office. The NBA announced today that Memphis Grizzlies guard John Morant has been suspended 25 games without pay for conduct detrimental to the league. Morant posed with a firearm in a car during a live-streamed video on May 13th, less than two months after he was suspended eight games without pay for the live-streaming of a video on March 4th, in which he displayed a firearm while in an intoxicated state at a Denver-area nightclub. The league office found that on May 13th, Morant intentionally and prominently displayed a gun while in a car with several other individuals as they were leaving a social gathering in Memphis. Morant wielded the firearm while knowing that he was being recorded, and that the recording was being live-streamed on Instagram Live, despite having made commitments to the NBA and public statements that he would not repeat the conduct for which he was previously disciplined. On May 16th, Morant issued a statement taking full accountability for his actions. Morant's suspension begins immediately and will remain in effect through the first 25 games of the 23-24 NBA regular season for which he is otherwise eligible and able to play. He will also be required to meet criteria... Excuse me. He, he, might, he will also be required to meet certain conditions before he returns to play and will be ineligible to participate in any public league or team activities, including preseason games during the course of his suspension. And this is in quotes. John Morant's dis- decision to once again wield a firearm on social media is alarming and disconcerting, given his similar conduct in March for which he was already suspended eight games, said NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. The potential for other young people to emulate Joss' conduct is particularly concerning. 
Under these circumstances, we believe a suspension of 25 games is appropriate and makes clear that engaging in reckless and irresponsible behavior with guns will not be tolerated. For Ja, basketball needs to take a backseat at this time. Prior to his return to play, he will be required to formulate and fulfill a program with the league that directly addresses the circumstances that led him to repeat this destructive behavior. A whole lot there, uh, Kraft, after reading the statement, after seeing the report, what was your first take? Uh, so my first take was I don't think that uh, what, whatever sort of additional information that uh, that Silver talked about um, in kind of that first interview um, that people were sort of doomsdaying. Um, I don't know. There might have been. They definitely didn't talk about it here. I mean, nothing. We don't. We're not seeing anything in this release that we haven't already known, or you know, even speculated. Like most people, if you if you live here, you knew kind of that the jaw was in Memphis uh, during that thing, which makes what he did not illegal. Uh, which to me is like a, a a pretty big deal that it wasn't illegal in comparison to. Um, when he was in Colorado um, at that club, which has a little, you know, which has much stricter gun laws. So, so that, and then obviously the 25 games. And, and I think I was on here thinking that, you know, I had thrown down 18 thinking um, that that was, that was a lot. That was like two and a half times the eight game, you know, or maybe a little under that, but definitely more than twice what he got before and would keep him from getting uh, any sort of, you know, uh, postseason awards. And, and so, uh, but, but obviously, you know, and I think most people thought it was like 15, 25 and, and it's at the higher end of that. And I think that, um, and so I'm, I'm, it's one of those where it's like, I'm frustrated because I didn't think it should be over 20 at the same time, uh, you know, in a regular season of 82 games, 18 versus 25, you know, seven games is a big deal as far as seating. I don't think seven games is a big deal as far as, uh, your ability to make the the play-in game or the or be sneak into the playoffs or whatever it would be. So in that sense, I can't be too frustrated, whereas like a half-season, full-season, I think I would have been coming out here ranting uh, and very angry. So in that sense, it's like it's I think it's sort of the worst of what I thought could happen, but it's still better than what we were hearing from kind of the media and NBA, Twitter, and other thing at large and what they were kind of thinking Ja would get. Yeah, I immediately looked up the – uh, the longest suspensions in NBA history. By the way, Jaws is now tied for ninth longest. And the other ones, O.J. Mayo, 164 games for, um, uh, it was, I believe it was a failed drug test. Ron Artest, of course, Malice at the Palace. Latrell Sprewell, he just choked his coach, that's all. Uh, Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenden had 50 and 38 games uh, with their gun incident, which was in the locker room, by the way, Stephen Jackson, 30 games from the Malice at the Palace. And then most recently, Miles Bridges got 30 games. He had a domestic violence where he was uh, uh, arrest. And uh, then Kermit Washington, back in 1977, there was an actual fight on the court where he uh, punched someone and broke that guy's skull and jaw. Yeah, really tough It was bad. And then uh, Jermaine O'Neal and John Morant are tied for ninth and O'Neal, of course, was also at the Malice at the Palace. So putting all of that against Morant's suspension. By the way, twice, three times what Stephen Jackson got for literally shooting, not just having a gun, but shooting a gun 
outside of a club, uh, you know, into the air and, and, and potentially, you know, being very threatening and dangerous. Anyway, it's just so. And uh, by the way, uh, Draymond Green last year, I mean, what did he get on, five? On video actually committed violence against a teammate. NBA didn't do anything. They just yeah. let the Warriors decide what they wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I think my reaction was similar in, in regards to the number. I thought it was definitely at the higher end. But I am incredibly frustrated at the precedent that this sets. And that's, I feel like, a common theme throughout all of our, all of our discussions. Conduct detrimental to the league and also... There's a specific line, and I'll have to find it, but basically saying, like, he basically, oh, here it is. Adam Silver, the potential for other young people to emulate Jaws' conduct is particularly concerning. And to me, that is something that he, Adam Silver, has literally no control over. And to if that's part of this process of suspending Jaw, I just completely disagree with the precedent that this sets for the commissioner in this gray area to have this much power to, to give out 25 games. And so it was, it's definitely on the high end. And I believe that it's appropriate for us to bring up that there has, there has been a official pushback released from the NBA players association. And uh, I would like to read that now, which there's some statements in between that we're also going to address, but I feel like it is imp an important part of this story. In my, in my opinion, the second most important part. And so around, uh, so this, the uh, initial report was at 10 a.m. Around 1 p.m. today, there was a release, Woj tweeted out from the NBA PA. It said, NBPA uh, Executive Director Tamika Tremeglio issued the following statement today regarding the suspension of John Morant. Ja has, has expressed his remorse and accepted responsibility for his actions, and we support him unequivocally as he does whatever is necessary to represent himself, our players, and our league in the best possible light. As to the discipline imposed, which keeps him off the court until December and requires some unstated conditions to be met before he can return, we believe it is excessive and inappropriate for a number of reasons, including the facts involved in this particular incident, and that it is not fair and consistent with past discipline in our league. We will explore with Ja all options and next steps. So the story is not done. I was under the assumption when Adam Silver himself mentioned having discussions with the NBA PA in that, in that uh, infamous news conference before the finals. He was saying that he, you know, in their discussions, they, they feel as if the investigation has come to a head, that they feel like they're in a good place and know what they're going to do. And yet we have this pushback and there's of course jokes being made about, you know, Jaron Jackson, newly elected uh, VP standing up for his boy. But I really think this is, this is a lot bigger than that. And while the NBA PA would not condone what Ja did, of course it is their, it is their responsibility to ensure that fair justice is carried out. And in this case, I think it's really interesting that we're seeing this pushback and I, I appreciate it. I think that this has been a one-sided issue for so long, as we welcome Ty Smith to the podcast, uh, that I'm glad we have this statement. And I'm very intrigued by what these discussions are going to lead to. And I know that I think it was back in 04, this, that was the last time that the NBA PA actually did dispute um, successfully a 
a punishment that was handed down by the league. So we'll see if history might repeat itself in this case. Um, I think there was specific uh, reference to the unstated conditions that need to be met, and I think that's fair. Like, I think it's very, you know, they might not want to say it in a press release, but you should have very, very clear ideas of what needs to be. It cannot be this this gray, right. as I said, especially when you're dealing with unpaid suspensions. Right. It's, it's you know, it's part of it is, I mean, that's what we're trying to, you know, one thing I want everybody to know is that for this type of suspension for someone who did not break the law and for someone who did not, uh, you know, break any actual NBA rule is unprecedented because basically it is just conduct detrimental to the league. And, you know, and he talks about, obviously, you know, that kids look up to him and, and for some reason that this and, and so, you know, I wanted to have two things. One is, uh, and we can talk about this, the pattern and maybe a lot of the alleged incidents that I think uh, are playing a part in this. Although it's interesting because like all of those incidents were there and then it just took half a second of showing a gun in an IG Live to then all of a sudden bring all those back in. And I get that he had said he wasn't going to do it, but I just think kind of what you're talking about on just a big picture detrimental, con- you know, conduct detrimental legal. I mean, I would argue, and I and I pointed out way back when again, not want to get um, <laughs> to our subject, but like, but the you know, a lot of people would argue that young kids look up to Jaw, and probably a lot of parents do not uh, want kids, you know, being excited about the kind of club that Jaw was in. Um, furthermore. Uh, we have Zion, who's been in the news, for a lot of conduct that a lot of people would say is detrimental um, to the league and its reputation uh, the last two weeks. And that's – a lot of players have had that. And yet, you know, because I think for whatever reason with sponsorships or who Adam Silver, you know, cares about, you know, those sorts of things don't, you know, seem to have the same level for him and maybe some media partners as – you know, as, as showing a gun on video does. And that's what's so, and so I think, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to sit here and go, he's wrong for that or he's right for that. And I know as a movie guy, like a lot of people have talked about, surprisingly, ratings tend to ignore violence. Um, and then, but, but, but other things like sexuality and things give rating, you know, you get an R rating for that, but there can be a ton of violence and still gets PG-13. And, and I think we kind of have a reverse situation here I just think that the kind of what you're talking about, the big picture is just having a commissioner be able to say kind of without any rhyme or reason, it seems like this is conduct detrimental and and punish somebody like that. I think it's a very uh, worrying sort of, um, you know, precedent that might be getting set here. And I think that's one of the reasons why uh, the NBA PA is pushing back even though some people might think uh, they can't believe that they're doing that. But, that, but you know, it, it, you have to kind of, talk this out about, you know, can the commissioners decide this is contract detrimental or are we going to have some kind of ground rules here? Yeah, and it's important to state, and if you've listened to us for the past month as we've talked about this event, really since March, John Morant is the one who put himself in this situation. So he is, we are not not absolving him or defending (laughs) Ja. Uh, I think my point, and it sounds like what your point is, Kraft, is that 25 seems like a lot and the NBA PA report confirms our suspicion that that is a lot. We welcome Ty Smith Sr. to the podcast. Ty, how you doing? 
I'm good. Seems like I came in when things were spicing up. Kraft's already got a little forehead sweat going. Like he's rolled out, ready to go. <laughs> Ty, when the suspension report was released, uh, what what was your first reaction? I was, I don't, yeah, again, I don't know where y'all have gotten. I was kind of surprised. I've been kind of texting with some friends. I thought 20 games was going to be the maximum. Um, like, I, you know, if you would have set the over-under at 20, I probably would have still went under. Um, so 25, I know it's only five extra games of my, but I, again, I was expecting 20 is like, that's like the, the hardest they're going to do is come down on that. Um, I'm not sure how far y'all have gotten, but just looking at the large – suspensions in league history like what players have gotten we listed them out uh, he's tied okay. for nine glad y'all have listed them um i think he has the eighth largest suspension, tied for nine right? tied for nine tied for nine okay gotcha which is kind of wild um to think about i don't know like i was surprised and kind of piggybacking off what y'all are saying a little bit it's like the truly only thing he technically did wrong is hurt the image of the league. And I would... And, that's, and I think that's questionable, by the way. I think Correct. he hurt his own image, I think, is what sure. he did wrong. Yeah, And you would argue that, like, point being is... It, that's But that's why he got suspended, right? Whether it's right or not, he got suspended because he hurt the image of the league. Because he is one of the faces of the league. One thing that maybe, again, this is probably going to sound a little homerism, but at the same time, it's like, is it Jaw's responsibility to like prop up the image of the league? Is it all on his shoulders? Probably not. Like if you're going to look at hurting the image of the league, like this is again, this is definitely going to sound like a homer, but like if you look at what Draymond did to Jordan Poole, like if we're going to talk about like, Oh my gosh, that looks awful. Like the leader, one of the greatest leaders in NBA history, all this kind of stuff literally knocks out his teammate and it all got caught on camera. Right? Like, Nothing, no suspension, not even a team suspension. They, the team was like, oh, we worked through it. Everything's great now. That that didn't end up well. Jordan Poole's probably going to get traded. Um, I don't know. If you just look at the precedent of it, and I'm sure y'all have touched on this. It's just like that does not – 25 games just does not seem fair to not having harm anyone else. Um, if he worked somewhere else, and I know that – arguments been made like he doesn't work anywhere else right he works for the nba technically you know there is a higher power than him that can punish him right clearly that's what's happening right now but to me 25 games is like if you're not like physically hurting anyone and if you're not like really like someone referenced like james Booknight was caught in his car with like i don't know how much like marijuana but it was a lot in a legal amount right he was passed out in his car and i believe there was a firearm in his car am i wrong or right in that craft you're nodding there was I think a firearm I, I, in it was a lead, lead. i think we'll just throw a, a lead firearm yeah alleged. Uh, how, how long was his suspension oh that's right <laughs> i don't think there was one no because um, the nba like i mean in the past adam silver has let teams handle this that's what's kind of so interesting to your John point is definitely being treated differently Maybe because his image is different. But again, my point being like, is that Jaws' fault? I don't know if it is. Like, yeah, he's a very reputable player. Yes, the NBA wants him to be the face of the league. Maybe Jaw wants that to an extent too, right? Like there's a lot of good things that come from that, the Nike shoe deal and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. It just it just seems aggressive. A roundabout way to say it seems aggressive. I mean, and, and, and I felt that, I mean, this kind of might be a little off, but – 
you know, all the talk with Jokic, um, and before him, honestly, it was Tim Duncan too, but especially Jokic being sort of not media friendly, not trying to be dynamic, and how it's hurting the NBA's ratings. And I just feel like, you know, again, what Ja did was wrong, what he did was stupid. But there is a lot of, it's just a weird precedent to set, like, Jaws kind of the great American hope coming up, and we're going to suspend him, you know, in a sense, more than we would any other player because of, you know, who we want him to be. And it's like, we can't make Jokic more dynamic, but we can make Jaw apparently, you know, this is going to try or to paint him more in a like I don't know, middle America friendly or something. I don't know. It's just yeah, weird. it's going to try to make him more likable. Like this is yeah. going to be like the road to recovery, the redemption story. It's almost like that's what they're trying to prop up. Like, look what we did for Ja. We turned his career around. We, the NBA, due to our punishment, made him change his ways. It's like they're already. I can already see it like setting up for them to take responsibility for this, right? And the other thing I think I don't know if y'all mentioned this too. Um, I may have to go in a little bit. Um, but the whole thing about he has to clear certain hurdles before he can then be like brought back. Like he has to show us certain things. Like did Ma- did Miles Bridges have to do anything like that for assaulting his girlfriend? And I feel her like in the, the NBA PA really put – like I think that was one of the things they've kind of pushed back on the most is they didn't like that language. Just to be very, very clear about what Silver said, he is required to not only fulfill a program but formulate the program. So it's not as in it's not as if they're like prescribing something. They're saying you come up with the program and then fulfill it, and then we will judge if you've fulfilled it. Like that's yeah, the issue. that's it's that's just the most ridiculous thing ever. Like again, did Draymond have to go to like anger management before he was cleared to come back in a team setting? No, he wasn't. Miles Bridges, a great like, what did he have to do? What what was his precedence for returning besides getting thirty games and then like? What else happened there? Like it's, I know he's not like the face of the league, but to me that's unfairly judging Jaw for being very popular. Like popularism and how you know valuable and marketable you are, that shouldn't you shouldn't be required to serve a, a more intense sentence for that. Like to me, that that is what really rubbed me the wrong way after reading everything. It's like twenty five games. Wow, that's way more. Oh wait a second, what what's on the back half of this statement that he has to? go through a program and clear it before he's allowed to like even step back on like the team property. Like what is going on here? Also there's this huge debate, not debate, but like push for the NBA to try to incentivize their stars to play with this whole 65 game minimum thing and the new TV deal coming up. I'm like, you are shooting yourselves in the foot, no pun intended. But like, this is, this is so much more of an overcorrection than you need for one of your, like you're, I just I just think that they are they are almost responding to uh, a few of the loudest voices in the room that I think you should you should not you should ignore the loudest voices in the room on both extremes in these scenarios like you need to be by the book in this and and it's it's all about the precedent I know I'm going to continue to say it but in the future, when we have an event like this, you're going to hear people say, John Morant got 25 for just doing this. And that's what's going to happen, is in a year from now, when the dust is settled and we're not emotionally in this season of, of reacting to John being frustrated with him for his bad decisions, we're going to look back and see, say, like, this is a complete anomaly. And I think that's why the NBA PA spoke up. 
Um, just to read what the Grizzlies said, they immediately uh, released a quick statement. It was, re- we respect the league's decision to suspend John Morant following this latest episode. Our, st- our standards as a league and team are clear, and we expect that all team personnel will adhere to them. And that's what my point right when this all came out was, let the team decide. Like you, John Morant is hurting his team you know, himself first, his team second. And the league is such, I don't know. It's, it, it didn't I mean, make I would argue this is helping the league. Like, like that, you know, there's a reason why they talked, like why Silver didn't want Jaw to be a distraction during the finals. And there's a fact but that, that while all the finals talk was drowned out by the Jaw talk on podcasts and on uh, pre, pre-game shows is because Jaw's a star and people want to talk about him. And I don't know. I just like his shoes still sell out. I think every time people talk about Jaw, people listen. This will probably be one of our most listened to podcasts. And so I, it's hard for me to, like, I guess, you know, I mean, maybe overall image of the league, but to me, it's like, well, I, I guarantee you, Jaw's first game back is probably going to be on ESPN or TNT. We're probably still going to have a Christmas game. Uh, you know, we're still going to be one of the best rated teams, even when we're in a small market. And it's because of Jaw, and he's a star. So I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just an interesting way of thinking about it to me. To me, the most interesting aspect of this whole situation has been Nike. And they released a statement about an hour after the report, and they said, we are pleased that Jaws taking accountability and prioritizing his well-being. We will continue to support him on and off the court. That's he business for you, folks. Money. <laughs> That's business. You still can't he, buy a shoes. He, he makes us lots of money. They should have just put that out there. Yeah. We, but to me, that's fair. Money. <laughs> like Nike's being fair, right? They're not being yeah. like uh, lenient or anything like that. To me, that's fair. It's like he made a mistake. He made another mistake. He's clearly like, I don't know if y'all have gotten a Jaws statement, but like, I thought it was great. Um, very happy with his statement. He was like, take responsibility. I can't wait to show y'all that this is not me, that I'm a better man than this. Like, it's everything you want to hear, and I know people are going to throw that back in his face and be like, this is what you said last time and all that kind of stuff. Um, I love how quiet he's been on the social media stuff. Like, I don't know. It could have been like a – this would have surprised me, but I wasn't ruling out the this is egregious, this is outrageous against me. I will fight this. I will take this to the NBA, PA, and we're going to handle like this is too many games. Nothing like that happened. He was like, all right, that's it cool, whatever. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to grow from this. I'm going to continue to work on my mental health and my physical health. And when time comes for me to get back on the court, I will be ready. So he's basically doing, I will, I'm going to do everything I can in the position that I'm in and I'm going to go from here and I'm going to move on. And honestly, I think for a 23 year old kid, franchise star, all this kind of stuff, like, again, maybe I'm, you know, being a little too hopeful and too optimistic crafty rubbing off on me. But I think that's all you can hear. I think that's, no. that's all he needs to say. He said it moving forward. The city's going to have his back. I think Chris Vernon even said this a while back. It's like, if he just comes out and be like, man, I was wrong. Like, I hate I did that. I can't believe I did that. Like, I'm truly sorry. It was a weak moment. It was a low moment. I'm going to grow from this. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to come back better. I guarantee you, especially at least the city of Memphis will be like, you're right, man. We got you. Like, you're our guy. Like, come on. Um, and I think the narrative can shift really quickly, especially for a guy like Ja, who's just so likable. Um, all right, I got to go. Appreciate y'all. Go, yeah. Ja. Go, Grizz. Tea We're time. here for you. Yeah. Let's go. Thanks for checking in.
that you know, I think some people online uh, have kind of talked about the Grizzlies' statement being sort of short, short and terse, and because I think there has been some nervousness about what the relationship is between Jaw and the Grizzlies. But I, I didn't interpret that as like. I mean, I interpret that as the Grizzlies are annoyed. I mean, like this is affecting you know, it's affecting a lot of stuff. He's suspended, you know, and all he had to do was just not IG live him having fun in a car with his friends. Um, you know, just don't put it on camera for people to see. And so it's dumb and he's hurting them. And so they're frustrated, obviously. Uh, but I don't, you know, I don't think this is any like they're short because they're just frustrated with it all. I just think, I just think that's the Grizzlies. They're like, you know, they're, we're, we're down to business. What else is we're, there to say? Yeah, yeah, there's, you know, they're, and I'm sure, and I guarantee you on, uh, you know, in a couple of days when the NBA draft happens and Kleiman comes out and does his interview, he's going to talk very glowingly, um, you know, about jaw and being excited about him coming back and, being positive about him, even though, you know, they're upset that he broke some team rules. Let me just read the statement so that we can close the loop and, and cover it all. So this is Jaw's statement. I've had time to reflect and I realize how much hurt I've caused. I want to apologize to the NBA, the Grizzlies, my teammates, and the city of Memphis, to Adam Silver, Zach Kleiman, and Robert Para, who gave me the opportunity to be a professional athlete and have supported me. I'm sorry for the harm I've done. To the kids who look up, look up to me, I'm sorry for failing you as a role model. I promise I'm going to be better. To all of my sponsors, I'm going to be a better representation of our brands. And to all my fans, I'm going to make it up to you, I promise. I'm spending the offseason and my suspension continuing to work on my own mental health and decision-making. I'm also going to be training so that I'm ready to go when I can be back on the court. I know my teammates are going to hold it down, and I'm so sorry I won't be out there with you at the beginning of the season. I hope you'll give me the chance to prove to you over time I'm a better man than what I've been showing you. Yeah, and I think that I, you know, I I love that statement. Um, you know, a couple things there. One is like the talk of Jaw and the team and how they're doing. I mean, it seems at least on Jaw's side, which honestly I think is more important. Uh, Jaw's side, I think he, you know, seeing him apologize to Kleiman and Para, uh, seeing him be very pro Memphis, pro Grizzlies. I think that was good to see. And, you know, I mean, it's frustrating. I was listening, to, you know, to different talk radio this morning and. A lot of people just wanted to emphasize just words, just words, just words. We'll see, and you see that a lot on Twitter from a lot of the Memphis media people. And I and I get it. Uh, I get that. Yes, we have to see. And could he mess up again? Yes. Uh, but I think you know. I mean, obviously, maybe I'm showing you know where I'm coming from and what I do in my day job. But like, actually, people apologizing and saying I'm sorry and I was wrong and acknowledging that is extremely important. I mean, it's why, like, with your kids, when they do something wrong, um, it's not just about punishing them. It's you wanting them to to understand that they're sorry, you know, that they're sorry. And, and just because he's sorry about what he's done and then he might mess up again because guess what? He's human just like us. I don't – it's not going to mean that he didn't mean what he just said, uh, you know. And, and so in that sense, I kind of, like – I was a little frustrated by sort of the, I don't know, legalism or, you know, sort of just hardcore – People just being like, "What do you?" His words don't matter anymore. And actually, no. I mean, they matter. I mean, that's. I'm. I'm really glad he made the statement. It's a lot better than other statements he could have made, or no statement. And so, you know, and I, I hope that. Uh, and I do believe. You know, I don't know. I don't. There's no reason for me not to believe that he means those words. And, um, you know, and hopefully he's not going to mess up again. I mean, he's going to mess up because nobody's perfect. But hopefully, he's learned that. Hey, you know, stop putting yourself on social media doing things that people. Um, could judge you for and, you know, basically, you know, surround yourself with better people. I mean, all the things that people have been saying, and I, and I think he, I think he wants to do that, you know? And so I think I was 
appreciated the statement. All I'm saying is the first dunk after Ja returns from the suspension, it's just going to be glorious. And <laughs> I think that the league is going to feel his absence. I think everybody's going to be uh, excited in December and maybe earlier. We'll see what the NBA PA can, can work. Uh, but I think it's just going to be a, okay, we thought you had hit rock bottom. You went lower. And now let's let's turn this around. I think everybody's going to be behind him. Of course, there's still if you go online, you know people have had a field day with this whole thing, and I have to admit, some of the memes and tweets have been hilarious. Yeah. And I think that winning, playing well, mm-hmm. not relying on talking, and just going about your business is the best thing that Ja can do. And if he puts it all together, he has a, a team, a culture, an organization around him that I think is going to be perfect. I know there's been talk about Memphis and how that could be the problem. In fact, I think it is the complete opposite. I think that being in Memphis is the perfect place for Ja right now. I think it can actually be the solution. And I continue to vehemently disagree that any with anyone who suggests otherwise. And it's because Memphis doesn't have any sort of of fake around it. It's very real and at the same time it's it's real about its problems and at the same time it encourages a community solution and it encourages authenticity and it will be your biggest cheerleader when you do have that redemption moment. And so I am ready for Ja to be back in FedEx Forum on the court. And we'll see when it actually is going to be. We'll be following this story very closely. And I really hope the NBA PA has success in this because it's going to be better for the entire league if they do. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and I do want to say, I mean, we're kind of just to reiterate, neither one of us are saying like, uh, you know, that Jod did not do something wrong or, or, you know, we're just trying to talk about does the punishment fit the quote unquote crime and, and just worried about kind of bigger league ramifications for this as well. Um, you know, and we, you know, we want, we, we just want the same thing, which is that like jaw to be healthy, um, jaw to make better decisions and jaw to be back, you know, playing for the Grizzlies. And, and so hopefully this was it. Hopefully he's going to stay in the dark for five to five and a half months. And, uh, and like I said, come out sometime in, uh, maybe, maybe by Thanksgiving if, if the suspension gets a little lowered, but probably in early December, um, and, uh, and so part of me, I'm just, like you said, I'm, I'm glad you opened it with the, the nightmare. I'm just glad we know. Um, and now we can kind of move forward uh, with that and hopefully we will. All right. This has been an emergency pod edition. Uh, and I just have to say too, on our podcast that we recorded last night that has not been released, uh, Brantley did say around 25 and he was right. Uh, I think that you know, obviously, if you've listened to this whole thing, feels like too much, but uh, he nailed it. And uh, we'll get his thoughts on the next podcast. Uh, until then, for Ty, for Craft, I'm Will. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon.